Hello everyone and welcome to the void that I talk into while laying in my bed. Again, if you are related to me or know me well and I don't already talk to you about my sex life, please leave now. This is not a space for you. This episode, I'm going to focus strictly on this one person and not add any DMs or anything else to it. I just want to focus on this one person and I think I'll do this for a few key people in my life just because they have an importance in their own way and it's kind of a lot. And I want to talk about it because it's about how one person can can affect you for the rest of your life and affect subsequent relationships and, you know, just get in your mind and stay there. And I was thinking about this last night. I was watching the Shane Dawson series on Jake Paul. And if you have no idea who these people are, you will have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you do, then you'll understand that it was the episode where they were talking to Alyssa, which I don't even know who she is, whatever. But uh, she was talking about how basically... Basically, the Paul brothers used her and just as her, as their pawn. And that really kind of spoke to me. And I just saw that it was just, this is just a young girl and young boys in relationships magnified with a bunch of money slapped on top of it. It's the same thing. Boys will do this. And girls think that they can change them or that that they're special in some way or they want to be special in some way because they have feelings for the boy and it never turns out well. And I have a lot of experience in that area. Another thing that she said that bugged me is that she wanted to come out and talk because she didn't want to be slut shamed and she didn't, she didn't want to, um, have that all going around but then she turns around and says she's not a slut she's only been intimate with not even a handful of people well by doing that you just turn around and slut shamed other people it should be it doesn't matter that I'm a girl how many people that I've slept with that's the whole point I mean nobody's slut shaming Jake Paul they're slut shaming her and they're not slut shaming Logan for sleeping with his brother's girlfriend they're taking it out on her but then again like their fans are children so who really cares their parents need to be educating them on actual life anyways let's get into this episode 
There's a song that this person introduced to me when I was 14 that I fell in love with and that I cried to more times than I can count. It stayed my favorite song since. And uh, it's a song I want played at my funeral. And I think that there's a line in it that if I were to have any tattoos, I don't have any tattoos, but if I was going to get a tattoo, it would be this line. And this line in the song really kind of speaks to the whole thing I'm talking about, about somebody affecting you for the rest of your life. And the line, the song is Pearl Gem Black, and the line is, all the love gone bad, turned my world to black, tattooed all I see, all that I am, all I'll be. And that really sums, you know, all the love gone bad, like all the bad relationships and things that happen change you and prepare you for the next relationship, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, depends, but it's a very true statement. So this episode is about someone who we will call the darkness. That's not just something I've made up. We've, in my family, referred to him as the darkness for a very long time. So it wasn't hard to come up for, with a fake name for him. This all starts back in 1992. Picture it. High school orientation day. Everybody is returning from summer to our first year of high school. And I see him for the first time since eighth grade. And I had known him probably since fourth grade, I think. And we kind of hung out in the same circle of people in eighth grade. But I wasn't into him or anything. But when I saw him on that day, he was all tan and this was the height of the skater era, you know, Tony Hawk and the whole thing. And so he had his hair kind of long down to his chin, but shaved underneath. And it was like this copper shimmering color that was just so beautiful and it just laid against his tan skin and he had these piercing blue eyes I just thought he was so beautiful and I instantly had a thing for him fast forward a couple months I remember that basically he wanted to like I said we hang out with all the same friends he wanted to sleep with me because, you know, he had heard of my whole virginity debacle. And so, of course, I was easy. And I had told him because even at this age, I had realized that you can manipulate and use sex to get what you want. So I had told him that I wasn't going to have sex with him unless we were going out if we were together because I didn't like the rumors about me going around. So he, he agreed. And so we went out for probably a month. 
probably like, I don't know. We started going out on October 2nd and the first time we had sex was November 5th. And I was staying at my grandma's house because my parents were out of town, I believe. And he snuck over and we laid in bed for quite some time talking. And mind you, up till this point, we had not even kissed, nothing. And we were both really nervous because I liked him so much and I just thought the world of him and he was a virgin. And then eventually, eventually we did have sex, but he, he made me in that moment, he made me promise him that he wasn't like the other guy, that he meant something to me, which of course he did, but when he did that, it made me think that there was something deeper and that he actually cared. And yeah, the sex has nothing to report on. I mean, virgin sex is never great. It was still painful to me at that time, you know? So, I mean, it was what it was. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing great about it either. It just was what it was. And the next night, I believe, he snuck over again and we got caught. So we left and went to his house and he went and got some blankets and we had sex again in this van in the back of, in his backyard, which it was freezing cold. And I ended up getting in a lot of trouble for that, but you know, I, it was sweet. It was a very sweet time. And I always look back at it fondly because I did like him so very much. I just, I thought the world of him. About a month later, he broke up with me. Not even like directly to my face, but like through my friend. And I remember being at the steps at the high school and like turning around and yelling at him and telling him that he needed to do it to my face. And then, so he did. And he was just like cold and mean about it. And at the time, I never really understood it. But now being older, I mean, it was obvious like he just, he only was going out with me to have sex. And because I was grounded because I got in trouble for sneaking out we couldn't have sex anymore and so I wasn't worth anything to him but I couldn't see that then to me it was like what what did I do wrong why didn't he like me what was wrong with me after that it became very ugly I was you know a hormonal teenager and I was completely obsessed with him and completely heartbroken and he took advantage of that and he was cruel to me he was very controlling of me he would always want money from me he would call me names uh he told me i was too fat to be a cheerleader when i was trying trying out for cheerleading he told me my arms were hairy which 
which they are, but it's blonde. You can't even see it. But it's to me, like even to this day, I will shave my arms because I think that in my head. He would throw food at me. He he would call me names. Uh, my maiden name was O'Leary and he would call me Ho'Leary. He would write notes that said 1-800-HO'LEARY on it and give it to me. He would call me Hooker, which he still will to this day. Um, but I never, all that time, like, I never took offense to this. I never was sad by the things he was saying to me. I was happy he was talking to me. And I knew, like, I would go and do extra chores so that I could get money so that I knew I had money to give him if he asked for it I remember one time he came to school one time I he had said something that did make me mad and I like dumped water on him like a water bottle I dumped it on his head or something because occasionally I would stand up for myself and he was so mad about it that the next day he came to school walked to school with a gallon jug of water to dump all over me. I was wearing white shorts and black underwear. So I had to go change clothes with my friend. At one point when we were dating and we were laying in bed together talking, we were playing truth or dare and he asked me if I ever masturbated and I told him that I had and you know, gave him details. And he then, when we broke up, used that against me and told a bunch of people at the school and made fun of me for it. Wow. <clears throat> I love it when your audio stops recording. Okay, so basically, um, at some point in high school, he shaved his head and I was so angry because I loved his hair so much and later on he ended up going bald so I've always convinced myself that that was a curse I put upon him for disrespecting me but so at the end of high school like right after he dropped out he got into drugs and he ended up robbing somebody or doing something he stole some jewelry and went to prison and called me a couple times while he was there and then he got out and then got in a fight and went back to prison and he was in prison for about four years and during that time he wrote me I wrote him back he told me that he did love me that he was sorry for how he acted in high school and that he was just a kid and he knows better now and all of this and we went back and forth and then I did decide to marry my boyfriend at the time and so I kind of cut things off with him I moved got a p.o box so he wouldn't know my address and tried to just move on but I didn't I ended up writing him again and taking phone calls from him and and then eventually 
you know, he was writing other girls and they were writing him and he would tell me about it and threaten me about it when I didn't do what he wanted me to do. If I didn't send them pictures, he wanted me to send or whatever. And, um, I knew that when he got out, it was going to be difficult for me to stay faithful to my now husband who was my best friend and I loved very much and I didn't want to hurt him. So we had a discussion about opening up our relationship and he was interested in someone at work anyways. So we did, we had an open marriage and the day that the darkness got out of prison, I was with my husband and I couldn't get away and he told me that if I didn't then he was going to go hook up with this other girl instead and mind you like we have been talking for four years through letters do you know how hard it is to write somebody almost every day for four years it's yeah no typing like handwritten letters but yeah he so he did he went hooked up with that girl instead did it bother me It bothered me, but did I say anything about it? No, because, you know, I was happy that he was talking to me. So then, um, he, so then he did come over. We did hook up. And this is where I think I'll talk about the sex with him because, this was the first time we were together since we were kids. And when we were kids, kids don't know what they're doing. And he had been with a lot of girls in the meantime. And I just, he it's not that he's bad in bed. It's not that. It's that he's extremely selfish. Never once did he go down on me or ever I never had an orgasm with him he just very selfish very selfish it was all about him sucking his dick fucking him um anal I did do anal with him because I loved him and that's what he wanted um yeah so that's the sum up of him sexually is that he's selfish and you should be able to tell that just from his demeanor but obviously I was in some other world so at this point we're basically back to being in high school me doing what he wants him demanding it of me and threatening not to talk to me if I don't And eventually, probably a couple months into him getting out, he gets a girlfriend. And at that point, he tells me that he doesn't think that I can hang out with him and just be his friend because I have been a very jealous person, especially in high school. I would threaten girls. I would type out on a typewriter death threats and mail them to people he was talking to I would straight up go to a girl in her face and tell her to back off didn't matter if she was bigger than me scarier than me whatever I had no fear when it came to that I was very protective over him 
So I can see why he would think that. But in order for me to prove to him that I could hang with the guys or whatever, he wanted me to sleep with his friend, whom we will call Tyler. Uh, and we'll talk about him later. But so I did. And it worked for a while. Um, even though really there was times, I mean, I had to hook up with this Tyler guy and the darkness was nowhere around. So it's not like I was getting, it just kept him talking to me. It kept him in my like circle. And that's what was important to me. And then one night I would get beer and things and keep them in my refrigerator for so that he would come over because I had beer. See, so one night he came over with his younger brother who was 18 and their little friend that was like, um, like friend of the family that they were, you know, taking under their wing because he was kind of crazy and um, really young. He was 12 at the time. He was the only child and just kind of running amok around the neighborhood. So they came over and as they were leaving, he would tell me, hey, hooker, you should hook up with my brother. And I was like, no, I'm still hooking up with Tyler. He was like, no, no, you should hook up with my brother. So then later his brother calls me because he had given him my number. And long story short, I do end up hooking up with his brother. Uh, and his brother is now my husband and the father of my child. So that part in itself is weird. But the thing is, like, I think had I not been in this stupid, toxic relationship with this person all that time ago, I wouldn't have my daughter. And she is my absolute favorite person on this planet. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So when things happen for a reason, like, I really believe that, that that's the case. So um, when my husband and I were together, uh, we were raising his two other children that he had. Um, he had two babies with this other girl, this thing, uh, when we got together. And she's a piece of shit and missing in action. So we're raising their two kids and my daughter. And all the time that he would hang out with his brother, it was always a fight because the brother was just, it was always about him, like whatever he wanted to do. It didn't matter if we had plans, if he showed up and he wanted to go fishing or something, or he wanted to go to the bar, or he wanted to do go to this party at somebody's house. Josh better get up and go with him because because the darkness said. And let me just point out that it's not just me that was like this with him. He had this like weird power over everybody. And I don't know exactly what it was, but, you know, he was attractive and he was confident and he just, all the girls wanted him. It was just like a very, um, I don't know, it was just a weird thing. Like people looked up to him and did what he wanted. So, okay, then 
my husband Josh and the darkness got into a fight at one point and the darkness then texts me and tells me about how Josh had cheated on me with this girl, this girl, this girl, giving me scenarios, places, times, whatever. Because not that I'm defending my husband for doing this, but during this time, like the darkness would egg him on and tell him to do it and that I was just with him for money and I didn't really care about him and I was worthless and I'm a whore and blah, blah, blah. And you should just have fun and get yours and all this. So yeah, so he told me all this and I get mad at my husband and, and then he would use that to come at me. And then he's like, Hey, you should come over, blah, blah, blah. And at one point, I think that was when my husband and I started to open up our, my new husband's and I started to open up our relationship because I just couldn't stand the cheating. And I was just like, look, you don't have to lie about this. We can be honest about this and just, just talk about it, you know? And then I found out that he had lied to me again about this girl. And that's the point where I had snapped and just kind of lost my mind. Um, so at that point, that was just a really dark time in my life. And so this one night, while this is all happening, and, you know, he's trying to work me while, you know, fighting with his brother and trying to get me away from him to, I'm sure, just get back at him. It had nothing to do with me or him wanting me or liking me. It just had to do with him, like, one-upping and, and taking me away from his brother. Uh, he wanted me to have sex with somebody else. And, of course, I agreed because I could, he wanted me to come over to his house. So I was like, oh, my gosh, he wants me to come over to his house. <sighs> God, I was so dumb. And still, I'm like 30 at this point. Like, seriously, maybe maybe a little bit younger, but still. I'm telling you, this. he had grips on me forever. And I went over there, and I was really drunk. It was the only time I've ever drank and drove, ever. And, uh, because I'm stupid. But I remember being there, and I went in the bathroom, and... I was so happy, like uncontrollable grin, like this deep, pure joy because I was there, because I was being included, because he was treating me like one of the guys, even though he wasn't, I'm just dumb, but yeah, I hate to even look back on that because really all he did was pass me around that wasn't even the end of it there was another person leader who he wanted me to sleep with which I did gosh I wonder how many people I've slept with because the darkness told me to we should do a tally on that he would tell me 
when he wanted me to do something and I would do it, he would always tell me, that's a good girl. And that would always make me happy. It's like I would get a rush of endorphins from any kind of positive attention from him at all. The night that I went over there and I was so happy, I had, I slept with the guy while him, while the darkness and this, whoever else was there, I don't remember because I was so drunk, left. And then when he came back, I don't really remember what happened. I remember we were talking and I remember we went and we were having sex and he, I don't remember exactly what happened. Like we got in an argument or maybe he was telling me to suck his dick and like he didn't want me to stop. If I stopped, he was going to put it away and I couldn't have it anymore. This is the kind of shit he would do. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Like, so if my jaw got tired and he was drunk, so obviously he's going to take it for days to come, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And so my jaw got sore and I stopped and he was like, oh, no. And for some reason, probably because I was so drunk, it just like flipped me out. And that's why I drove home drunk because I was just hysterical and it wasn't that far, but still, I never ever done that. I remember being home and being in the bathroom and I had this box that had little mementos from him from when we were kids. I had always kept like little pictures and and just random trash, garbage, this 1-800-Holiri papers, stuff like that. I had it all in this little box that was covered in wrapping paper like it was special and I remember sitting in the bathroom crying hysterically holding it rocking back and forth and my husband was in there like trying to calm me down and telling me you know because he totally understood and knew what that he was manipulating me and how how just evil he was because he did it to him too that was that was just about the end of it you have to understand that at this time if he was happy with me i was happy life was fine everything was okay but if he was mad at me life was not okay this is why it would just send me into this like depressive spiral like i would just freak out like as long as the darkness wasn't mad at me and we were talking life was okay So I think I only had sex with him one more time because I ended up talking to someone else who was in the same circle who needs his own episode. And for whatever reason, that person just kind of freed me from that hold that the darkness had on me and kind of showed me what he was in a way that no one else could. But unfortunately, he still has come back and tries to get me. When, at one point, he was living with us. He didn't have a place to stay, so he was staying with us for a little bit. And he, one time I caught him peeking at me in the shower. Um, then one time probably three or four years ago we were having a family barbecue and he was over here 
And, you know, everybody had made amends and everybody's trying to move on with life, whatever, because he's family, right? And meanwhile, he's texting me and asking me to send him titty pics. And I didn't tell Josh about it because I didn't want to start another huge fight. I just ignored it. But then we ended up, we started fighting about him again. Like we always fight about him. And in the fight, I just got angry and I was like, you know what? You think he's so great? Well, why is he asking me for titty pics while he's here at a barbecue? So that was the last fight they got into and now they don't speak. And then he hates me. So he then he was like messaging me. How dare you? It was my fault, obviously. How dare you tell him? What are you thinking? You're a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh, and at that point, you know, I'm pretty much over his whole spell on me. And I was just, this person's disgusting. So I block him on Facebook. And then recently he has, um, he keeps following me on different social medias on my private Instagram. He hit me up. I blocked him. And then on my public Instagram, he hit me up. I blocked him. So then he goes and sends me an email. What? Who goes and searches out somebody's email? They have to tell them something so bad. And I'm like, dude, maybe whatever he has to say is very important. Maybe there's some shit I need to know about, you know? But no, listen to the email. Okay, so here's the email. This comes right after he was trying to hit me up on my public Instagram. So if you go look at it, you'll know what he's talking about. He says, love the bikini pic. I don't want you to get in trouble, but I had to tell you that you are looking gorgeous. Never thought I'd say that about you, but I gotta say it. That's the only time I'll say it too, lol. Love the birthday pic, by the way. Very fucking hot. this is this is him complimenting me but tearing me down at the same time never thought I'd say that about you and that's the only time I'll say it too first of all it's not the only time you've ever said it you say it when you want me want something from me like oh seriously so then I had to block him on my email send him to spam so that's the story of darkness you know things he said to me are in the back of my mind always and now I'm older and I realize that they don't mean anything because they're coming from someone who doesn't matter but at the same time they're there And I think of them. I wish that young girls, and I know that this can happen to boys too, but whatever. This is my experience. I wish that young girls could see these manipulative, toxic, fucked up relationships for what they are sooner than later. And realize that, and boys need to realize, like, what you do affects somebody for a very long time. I'm just happy that I'm free from his hold because it was just emotionally draining. 
you know, and I'm sad because I still love him. I will always love him, but I do not like him. And he's not good for me or my family. And it sucks because he doesn't, you know, he's not here for Christmases or Thanksgiving or anything like that. And he's family, he should be, but he can't not try to fuck me. And that's not cool because I'm his brother's wife, you know? And I don't need that relationship back in my life, for sure. Yeah, so that's it. Um, if you're listening on Anchor, I'm going to add a couple of songs at the end that make me think of him. That's what's cool about Anchor is because you can hook your Spotify and you can actually add songs to your podcast. But once you send it out to other platforms, they don't contain them. So that's why I just put it at the end. That way, if you're on Anchor, you can hear them. If you even care. I don't know. All right. So that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I feel better. Like I got it out. It was very cathartic for me to kind of look back at the whole relationship and think about it and think about what I wanted to say about it and what were the like turning points and what I learned from it. And what I learned from it is just, there wasn't like a lesson. It was just, you know what? That's part of me that affects me now and always will. And that that shit can happen and it can happen again. I don't think that it's just necessarily when you're young. Unfortunately, it was when I was young and my brain was forming around that situation, but it could still happen now. So you just have to be very careful and stand up for yourself and realize that no one person is worth that. All right. Anyways, again, thank you for listening and I will talk to you next time. Bye.